Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. We know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. Listen, I can remember being a high school and college student and some of the most dreaded words that you ever heard as a student, and and Luann, because you're a teacher, you probably said these (laughs) dreaded words. Today, we're going to have a pop quiz. (laughs) So class, my podcast class, today we're going to have a little pop quiz. (laughs) And since I can't see you, but I can see Luann, she's going to have to take this quiz in your place. I have no idea what she's doing. To see if she's been paying attention during the 20-something podcasts we've been doing here. (laughs) So here's the question, and you don't have to answer it immediately because I'll let you think about it for just a second. All right. What is the biggest, most foundational lie that you think Satan has perpetrated upon mankind in the last 100 years? Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I won't ask you how much you wagered on this, but what's your answer to that? What is the biggest, most foundational lie? That God isn't faithful. Okay. That's that's good. Yeah. That's one. I, that's not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Sorry. But you know, there are many right answers yes. to this yeah. question, so have no fear. To me, the most foundational one is that God did not create us, and he did not create this world. Because that one lie, the ramifications for that have seeped into all different kinds of thinking in our culture, in our world. Today's name that we're going to talk about is Elohim. Yes. Luann, you looked up what that actually means literally in the Hebrew, so why don't you share that? In fact, I love this name, but Elohim, El means mighty and strong, and then Him means three or more. So he's talking about the Trinity. Every time we see Elohim portrayed in scripture, it's talking about him being mighty and strong. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about the the Trinity. One of the definitions that I read, it means the power, capital P, over powers. Oh, cool. It first appears in the very first verse of the Bible that God created the heavens and the earth. Actually, 32 times in Genesis 1, Elohim is used. Wow. Every time it says says God. God created, God created, God created. Yeah, that's Elohim. Yes. And altogether, it appears more than 2,700 times in the Hebrew Old Testament. Yes. That's a lot. That's a ton. So that seems like God's trying to make a point there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hello, I'm the one that created everything. Yeah. When you take that away, as has systematically been done in yes. our schools mm-hmm. and in our culture, yes. uh, trying to say that we just crawled out of some primordial slime, yeah. it, it has an effect on how we view life, how we view other people. Yes, This is huge. Yes, it is, because obviously it is the culture that has turned that whole thing around. We don't even study creation in school. The kids mm-hmm. don't study that. Just kind of skip over it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's more so the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. There's a gutsy enough, courageous enough student in the room that would bring up creation. A lot of times it's put down. There's an author named Lee Strobel, and many Mm. of you will have 
heard of his name. He wrote a bestseller called The Case for Christ, but he's also written several other books like that. He was an atheist, and he set out to prove that Christ was not God, and he ended up becoming a believer, as happens to so many that set out to prove it. (laughs) Well, one of his books is called The Case for a Creator. A journalist investigates scientific Mm -hmm. evidence that points toward God. He also wrote an article in the Focus on the Family magazine. Oh, yes. This is from that article. He's quoting a professor, J.P. Moreland, who is a theologian and a philosopher and has written a bunch of books. He says, you can't get something from nothing. If the universe began with dead matter, having no conscious, how then do you get something totally different? Consciousness, living, thinking, feeling, believing creatures from materials that don't have that. But if everything started with the mind of God, we don't have a problem with explaining the origin of our mind. We could spend this whole time on creation and we won't, but it has never made sense to me, even before I was a Christian, that this all evolved out of nothing. Yes. It's through schools. And you've got a generation that, well, it's Mm -hmm. not relevant. I think when you get to the root of it, the reason people don't want to acknowledge Elohim as Elohim is because they don't want anybody to be the boss of them. (laughs) If there's a God, then we're accountable. If we've been created by him, then we're accountable to him. That's exactly right. No, that's good. Deuteronomy ten seventeen, the Lord, your God, Elohim, is God of gods. Yeah, and over and over, he makes it clear that he's the one that did create yes. everything we see. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11 says, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God. That's Elohim. Yes. And there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. I memorized that scripture years ago. Did you? And I have not heard that. As you were saying it, it was going off in my head. That is a great scripture to <laughs> It hold really on. is. To say who he is. Yeah. Again, the whole thing that we're doing with these names of God and the character of God, and last segment was on the shepherd, and now we're talking about him as creator. It's solidifying who he really, really is, mm-hmm. and all of the characteristics of his name. Elohim, the creator, we were created for a purpose. There's purpose for all of our lives because he is the creator. That's and right. And that's what I love the most. I mean, I think in these last few years, I could say maybe the last seven years of my life, I have enjoyed the creator through creation more than I ever had before. That's one of the reasons I love living out in the country. I'll go for walks out in the woods and nothing writes my perspective more than seeing the ocean or the woods or the mountains, something that's so much bigger than I am. And you realize that there's a great big God that created it. Yes, Because we can get caught up in our own little thoughts, our own little universes. And I need to get outside of that sometimes, literally, and go outside. And see, I'm such an outdoor person. That's what I love so much about it. And it's just because he's creator. When you really grasp this name, you see why we were made. There's a purpose for every one of our lives. It does not matter how any of us feel about where we're at in our lives right now. We were created for his glory Mm -hmm. and we were created for his pleasure. He has a purpose for everyone's life and we were created to, to bring him glory. When we deny him as creator, we get confused about things that shouldn't be confusing. For example, the whole gender issue that's so hot right now in the world. Mm -hmm. I just read that Facebook users can pick from one of 58 different genders. What? 
Yeah. Okay. yeah. If that's correct, then Facebook gives you 58 different <laughs> combos. And that's just an example of how, how crazy our minds can get yes. when we lose that basic foundational fact that God is Elohim. That's right. We're made for him. He didn't make a mistake. That's right. I had asked Luann to read five verses from Romans 1 that shed light on this whole thing of how crazy we can get. Yes, this is very powerful. Again, Romans 1, 18 to 23. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools." and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Talking about worshiping idols, and we'll get into that when we do our last name of God next week. But their hearts were darkened or their minds were darkened. I forget how it's worded there, but the futility. The simple fact is he created them male and female. Yes. There are some very, 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 very rare situations where there is some confusion physically when a baby is born, but that is so rare. Yes. And it's not, what do I feel like today? What do I identify with today? Well, yes. And I think what it is, is it's it's a real twist of God's order. That's right. You know, of how he had put it in in place. It's wreaking havoc among especially kids right now. Yes, it is. When they're given this information and these options and these choices that they have no capacity to make and shouldn't even have to make. It's defying and it's denying God Elohim. Elohim. That's exactly right. As creator. I was a major tomboy when I was a kid, and I would get things for Christmas like basketballs and baseballs. And oh. one year, I even got a complete Civil War soldier uniform. Oh, jeez! But my parents, because I only had boys in my neighborhood Brother, to play oh, with, yeah. and I had brothers. Yes. So, and they, but they didn't haul me to a psychiatrist. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, I just outgrew it by the time I was seven or eight. If you just leave kids alone, know. they know. I know. They know how God created them. Well, yep, yeah, and it says it right there. That which is known about God is evident within them. Yeah. It's the truth. It's it's a choice we were never supposed to have to make because he already made it for us. Yeah. Again, it is running rampant mm-hmm. in the nation. It's causing much confusion to the younger kids, like yeah. you said. And it's tragic, par- really. Parents who have bought the lie that their kids at five can say what they want to be. It's, it's more than disheartening. It, it's very heavy. It's shaking it's, your fist in does. God's face, yes. really. But another ramification of this whole thing of not recognizing God as Elohim, the creator, Mm -hmm. is that there all of a sudden are no absolutes. Oh, sure. That would be true. There's no absolute Mm -hmm. truth. If God didn't create everything, then you really have to throw out the rest of the Bible. Sure. Because he says he did over and over again. And therefore you're not accountable to any God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The Russian author Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Never say yeah, his good name. For you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dostoevsky. I would love to see you pronounce that. One. What would we come out with? I'm, I mean, he's famous. I've heard him. I just can't say his name. Dostoevsky. He said this: If there is no God, then everything is justifiable. That's right, and that's what we see. That's exactly when right. we, you know, professing to be wise, we become fools. 
If you don't have mm-hmm. an absolute morality, mm-hmm. then it's just Anything whatever you, goes. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. you feel like. If you feel you know, like it, do it. And it's funny, the very last sentence in the book of Judges says everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Yes. So that's the very last line, and then it jumps into Ruth. I, how did, I wonder how they Ruth. got to the place where they didn't believe God was creator, even even that early I on. Think just, I think, obviously. Same way we did. Culture. It was culture, because if even when you jump into then the book of Ruth, her whole culture was... In Moab, right? Yes, and they sacrificed kids to their God. So they were doing that Way back, back there. Just yeah. like we so, are now. Correct. When you don't acknowledge God as Elohim, that opens the door for abortion. Yes. Because if you mm-hmm. don't believe that baby is created by God, mm-hmm. you can just get rid of it. Or euthanasia, yes. which is becoming more <laughs> relevant as I get older. But I mean, seriously, all of those things have evolved out of this lie that God is not our creator. That's right. So we're not accountable to anyone. I think a lot of the anxiety, stress, I know those are complicated things, but when you get really down to the core, there's something involved there where we don't believe probably that that God is God, that he's Elohim, that that we're created in his image. No, I get it. That he knit us together, as it says in Psalm 139. Actually, I do have that. And it says, he formed my inward parts. He wove me in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's in Psalm 139, 13 and 14. And that's saying that we are unique to God. We were created by him. And he knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. Think about that. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that say to me, to you, to us and those listening? And how we treat one another, how we see one another. How we see each other. But truly, we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. How our bodies can recover the way God made it. It can just do things on its own. And a lot of times when I pray for somebody who is going through something in their physical body, I always pray that God, Elohim, you're the creator of that organ. Let it work the way you designed it. Yeah. And that's how you can pray. He's the designer. And that's a great practical thing from this name is how to pray for your own sickness or the sickness of other people. Yes. He's the creator. He's the one. He can recreate. Yes. If he created, he can recreate. I'm having problems right now a little bit with my eyes. And I just prayed this morning and I just said, Lord, you made my eyes. I know I'm getting older and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but I just asked that you would touch them and they don't need to be like my mother and father's where, you know, how sometimes things Mm -hmm. come down the, the pike. And I just really prayed that he would touch my eyes Uh and as creator. So, yeah. We think that some things are too hard or too big when it comes to praying for sicknesses. (laughs) But to him, it's easy. It's all easy. So there's nothing that you can't pray for. They didn't wear glasses. (laughs) They thought about that this morning. So their eyes must have lasted. Something 20 years for some of that. I know some I of them know. live 600 years. They don't say ever say that they can't see something. It's so funny because I just thought about that. Even just thinking about, <laughs> because the name of our podcast is Unquenchable Hope, how if you don't believe Elohim is creator, then you throw out the rest of the Bible, then you feel like this life is all there is. Yeah. And what you see is all there is. If he didn't create it, his promises about heaven and eternal life are also bogus, yes, right? Correct. And it reminded me of, of something that I heard a speaker talking about. People who have lost their hope because they have denied God. And he said, when you die, they're going to throw dirt on top of you and go and eat potato salad. <laughs> Just talking about how hopeless life 
is to people that don't yes. recognize God okay. yes. and don't believe him. Yeah. And that begins with believing that he's the creator. Yes. And if you don't believe that you were created in his image and that there's a glorious eternity out there, if you yeah. put your faith in Christ, then you don't have any hope no, and right. you're going to end up dead in the ground with dirt in your face and everybody's going to go eat potato salad. <laughs> I mean, what a dismal future. (laughs) Right. Well, you know what I was thinking too when we were doing this? The story of Moses. Remember when God called Moses to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go? And he goes, wait a minute, Lord, I can't do this. I can't speak. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. And the Lord says to him, this is so great. Who has made man's mouth or who makes him dumb or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Exodus 4.10. So he was just saying to him, wait a minute, wait, wait, you said you can't do this, but who made you? course, we could even talk to Job because Job did the same kind of story. I do it every time I'm asked to speak somewhere. (laughs) But God constantly assured Job, wait a minute, Job, were you there when I formed the waters? Were you there? I love those chapters. And he's like, no, no, I wasn't there. (laughs) It's like he puts the beat down on him in a good way. And then I found in Galatians, Colossians Colossians 1.16, it says, all things have been created through him and for him. So again, it's confirming what he said in the old. I made all of this for my glory. And it says again, all things have been created through him and for him. So we were created for him. We were created through him. You know, I heard a preacher say one time, even though I came from my mother's womb, I was formed from him. So he used our moms as vessels, moms and dads, obviously as vessels, but we were formed because he said he knew us before we were born. So we were formed from him. If we really believe that, Mm -hmm. it will change how we do life. Truly freer, much freer. Yeah. This whole thing about self-love and all that, if you really understand Psalm 139 and you understand how precious you are to God. He knit each one of us together with the characteristics he wanted us to have. And and yes, we live in a fallen world. So God's creation, what we see around us is not what he originally intended, but he is going to recreate at the end a new heavens and a new earth that's going to be mind-boggling. Yes, no. Well, and creation is, it does say in scripture, creation is groaning. Groaning, yeah. Because it wants out I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) But the creation, it's groaning. You're seeing um, tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes. Yeah, it's groaning. Mm -hmm. It wants out of this. It wants the way it was created too. Yeah, I mean, as glorious as some things are in this, they are breathtaking in this world. But just think about if this is the fallen version of those, how amazing is it going to be to see God's heart truly reflected in creation yes. the way he really intended streets it to be. of gold are you kidding and all of those colors that he talks about mm-hmm. in revelations that surround mm-hmm. the throne I love traveling there is so much to see it is breathtaking the Grand Canyon is ridiculous mm-hmm. it is so beautiful that as soon as I saw it I cried there is no way that that was just the big bang theory that uh-huh. thing is so striking it is amazing. And like I said, I just cried. You just felt the presence of God. And we're going to have all eternity to, I think, explore. Jet lag won't be a thing. No. And <laughs> yeah. we won't have to go through airports <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. That's why I get so excited right. about heaven. It's not sitting on a cloud with a harp. It's a recreated earth and a recreated heavens. Yeah, that's right. And we'll get to live in and that's enjoy right. and, and discover I don't get so bummed out anymore about all the places in the world that I'm never going to get to see, you know, in this life and when I'm going to be able to explore the recreated version. 
if I can read mm-hmm. two different scriptures here, this is Isaiah 50, 10. Ah, this is so good. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God, Elohim. Isn't that yeah. good? That name's used a lot in Isaiah, yes. I discovered. yeah. And, and I just wrote here, I just said, he is your creator. And I put that with an exclamation point. And, and why were we born and what is our purpose? And then let me read this scripture. It is also from Isaiah 43, verses 1, verses 3, 4, and 7. It says, Thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. I am the Lord, your God, Elohim. You are precious in my sight. Mm -hmm. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. That sums it up so (laughs) well. You are precious in my sight. That's right. That's how he sees us. And that's what we want you all that are listening to grasp here. We're not just talking about these names as some academic exercise. It's because every single one of them communicates how precious we are to God, Yes, how much he loves us, how powerful he is, how we're not left here on our own and just abandoned to flounder around. And... No, we are not. Can I can yeah. add one more? Yes, yes. Okay. Do you mind? No. What are you going to say if I say yeah? <laughs> we'll we have two. You we want some couple, of me? We have a couple more. We have a couple more minutes. It says in Revelations 4.11, worthy art thou, O Lord, our God, Elohim, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou didst create all things, and because of thy will they existed and were created. And then it says in the King James Version, for his pleasure, that we were created. So his name is Elohim, the Almighty God, your creator. Why was I born? Why am I living? You have been created for his glory, for his pleasure. Your life is to be lived in such a way as to reflect him, to show the world the character of God, his love, his peace, his mercy, his gentleness. You are to live for him to accomplish his will. To miss this is the misfulfillment. It is to have existed rather than to have lived. Amen. I just feel like people are being robbed of that when they swallow the lie that God did not create us. There's just so much in that foundational belief. Absolutely. So do you want to close us in prayer and pray for people who are confused (laughs) about that? (laughs) Father, we just come before you. Elohim, our creator, we just thank you for just life that you have given. We thank you for the revelation of who you truly are, the creator of all things, from the tiniest little ant to the greatest animal to the human body. Father, we thank you that you have created life and life abundantly for all of us. Father, we just ask that you would open up the eyes of those who do not believe of those who do not see you as creator of all things, because without knowing you as creator, there's no way they could know you in any other way. So Father, whether it's our family members, friends, husbands, or wives, or children who have not yet seen you as truly the creator of all the earth, we ask that you would open up blind eyes and you would take the veil over many people's eyes. Father, our culture is bent in calling so many transgenders when that is not your order and that was not how you created us. You have said many times you have created us male and female, man and woman. We ask that you would break off that mindset and that lie that we could be anything we want to be. That is against the order that you have made male and female. So Father, we just give you all praise and all glory because Elohim, the creator of all the earth, 
the God who has made us for his glory, that we would truly live in the fact that, that you have gone before us. You created us long before we were ever in our mother's womb. You knew us before we were even born. That should make us live a very free life because that means you've put us here for a purpose. We give you praise and we give you glory as Elohim, the God who is our creator. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.